Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay, slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, and we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times. Success takes resilience, creativity, courage, and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone. And we are here to help you navigate through all of it. Find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. Hey, it's JJ Virgin, and today I am going to be both the host and the guest of the Health Business Growth Cast. And I'm really excited about this episode because I'm going to walk you through the health business ascension model that we have created here at Mindshare to really help you figure out where you are and where you'd like to go and what you need to do as you're getting through the process. And as we, as we created this health business ascension model, what we looked at throughout it were what you needed at each stage in terms of what was the mindset, the vision that you needed at each stage? What were some of the success traps that you could fall into at each stage? What are some of the, what I call minimum viable processes? Like what would you need to have accomplished here in order to go to the next stage? And here's what's super important. You could be doing the right things at the wrong time in your business and it won't work out well for you. And I'll just give you a little example of something that will make it make sense to you. You could be eating all the right food, but let's say that instead of eating your food throughout a, you know, nine hour window each day, you decided instead that what you're going to do is you're going to eat all the food every day right before you go to bed. <laughs> that's, that's the example of doing the right things at the wrong time in your business. I know that you'll get that as a, as a health business owner. So here's the deal. You cannot identify the right path if you don't know where you're starting from, right? And where you're going. And so what we're going to do in this episode is help you identify which stage of business growth you're in and what you need to be focusing on next. And here's the thing. After coaching hundreds of health businesses, quite often, and I say this for myself first, I would say, you know, we find people doing the right thing again at the wrong time, whether it's scaling 
when your foundation isn't set up right yet. And I, I hear it all the time. What do you want to do in your business? I want to scale. And it's like, well, we don't have a foundational offer that's working. So what are we scaling here, right? Or if you didn't set up the foundation correctly, you'll scale and everything falls apart. Ask me how I know that. <laughs> yep. So, or you're trying to scale an idea that hasn't been proven in the marketplace and boy, you don't want to scale a thing that doesn't work, right? Or maybe you're just spending too much time in your business doing things that you should be hiring other people to do so that you can be getting out of working in the business and work on the business, okay? So hopefully that kind of already got your wheels turning a bit. Before we get into the model, and by the way, you'll be able to see when you, you know, you can download all the information on this episode, you will be able to see the models that I'm talking about. So we've got visuals too. I love visuals. So we have visuals that will help you see this as well. But I'm going to give you a little model that my buddy Simon Bowen walked me through that I think will help you first get into the mindset of the type of owner you want to be. And then we'll walk through the model. Okay. So I'm just going to walk you through. And when we present this at Mindshare, like I presented at the Mindshare Leadership Summit last year, I presented it as a triangle. And on the very bottom of this triangle is the practitioner. And this is a typical fee-for-service practitioner who is trading time for money and selling a commodity. Maybe they're selling hormone replacement, like like pellets. Maybe they're selling adjustments. Maybe they're selling Botox. Maybe they're selling IVs. Now, what happens? What's the big question when you're selling a commodity? What does it cost? <laughs> and so if you're getting that question all the time, then you know that you are selling a commodity. And you know what the bummer is with a commodity is, yes, people always want to know what's it cost. And then they'll also want to know next is, can I get it somewhere else for less? Right? So we do not want to be in this position. Can we all agree? Now, the next step up on the triangle is the influencer. Now, I'm not talking Kim Kardashian. All right. I'm talking about the person who's out there now and getting that information out there. Maybe they're doing a podcast, Instagram, and they're attracting a lot of, of a, a big audience. But one of the challenges is if you don't know how to set that up correctly, you can attract a big audience of people that will not buy your stuff. And in fact, you might even suggest buying your stuff and they'll go, what? You're just trying to sell to me. That kind of makes me nuts. But there's a way to do that where that doesn't happen. So breathe deep. The next part of that triangle is someone called the hero. And one of the big things that we teach in Mindshare is to move off of selling a commodity and to move into selling results in advance as a transformation. Because people are not coming to you to buy your hormone pellets. They're coming to you because they do not want to feel uncomfortable in their skin with a bloated belly and hot flashes, right? And they're buying the transformation. They're buying the results. And so when you identify your process and you are seen as the person who can fix things, you're now the hero. And it feels really good when you're the hero until you are overwhelmed and burnt out. And here's how you know if you're the hero. People want to come see you because you are the person who knows how to get this thing done. You can fix them. You're the one. You're the one that fixed the complicated cases. You are the one who's the expert. And while it feels really good at first, you're trapped when you do this because they'll only want you. Now, here's a little trick, a little secret that Simon Bowen told me. He goes, 
The next part of this is when you get to the very top of this pyramid, what he calls the sage or the guide. You've heard about the guide in the hero's journey. We call it in Mindshare the Trusted Authority. When you move from that position of hero into guide, you open up the space for the patient, your client, to step in to be the hero because they are the hero of the story. And you are the guide. You are the trusted authority using your special process that they could get through your book, through your course, through your coaches, through other practitioners using your system, because it's not dependent on you, right? For them to be able to get those results. When you do that, guess what? Now you have time and money freedom. So you just made the process a star and you can step out of the way, right? And still benefit from it, which is the best part of it. So hopefully the goal of telling you that was for you to go, I want to be a trusted authority. Please don't trap me in any of those things. And so again, you can see that there are success traps all the way up that triangle. And we will move you through those. You don't have to stop on any of those. You can go from practitioner right up to trusted authority. That's what we like to do with people in our trusted authority accelerator. So now that you have that foundation, I'm going to walk you through our health business ascension model. And the very first part of it is foundational. It's having a practice. Then you go through a curve up where the first part of the curve, which you'll see when you look at the model, is it's very low curve, not going very high at all. It's just where you're in a creation stage. Then after that creation and formulation stage, you get into a momentum phase, a scaling phase. And that's where that, that curve now goes right up, almost vertical. And during that scaling and momentum phase, that's where you're creating leverage, you're creating expansion, you're diversifying. And at the end of that, you move into stability. And then you have the choice if you want to go back and go back into creation and do it again and do it again and do it again, right? As so many entrepreneurs do, because that's what we do. <laughs> so, so I'm going to walk you through this. And again, what we're, I'm going to describe each stage and I'm going to describe each stage and tell you what it looks like and then what, where you need to be mentally to move through this stage. And then what some of the traps are, how you get stuck at this stage and how you know that you're ready to move from this stage. Okay. Here we go. So the first stage is having a practice. Now, this could be a practice if you're a health business entrepreneur, it could be a business. And here's what happens. You're in the stage if you've got something that's successful, but you're kind of stuck. I call it successfully stuck. You've created the successful practice or business, but you know that there should be more, right? That you were supposed to, you're meant for more. You're supposed to make a bigger impact in the world. After all, you've got the training, you've got the education, you've got the experience. You've got the desire and the courage, more importantly. But you just need to know, how do, I, how do I take that next step? You see people out there doing it, but you don't know how the heck they're doing it. And here's where you really are. You're trading your time for money. You're usually in more of a fee for service. You got to free up time and money so that you'll be able to go work on your business, not in your business, which means that you're going to have to have a little courage because here's the thing in this. You're really good at what you're doing. You're being recognized for what you're doing. Now we're going to say, hey, step out of that into the big unknown world of what you don't know how to do, right? And get to learn new things. 
which you might be going, gosh, why do I want to do that? But because on the other side is time and money freedom. So how do you get stuck here? You get stuck here in a couple different ways. Number one, you get stuck settling, but you get stuck in this more what I call poverty consciousness over delivering health mindset, which I see in our world more than any other world where we feel like, number one, we have to keep giving more and more, which by the way, that over-delivering also overwhelms our patients and clients. We also believe that this is all we can make and that, you know, you shouldn't charge that much as a health professional, that they shouldn't make that much money. You know, that somehow you are a better healthcare professional if you're struggling and starving, which I don't, I don't buy into that at all, as you can tell. Where, where, what are your minimum viable products at this point? Where should you be? You should have a profitable six to seven figure practice. You should know how to read a P&L and a balance sheet. Like you, you really want to know your numbers here and really understand because quite often when I look at this area, we might look at things and go, hey, you know, what? we just need to, if we just cut this one piece out, you'd actually be making more money in less time and have a lot more fun. And then we can go do this other stuff. Here's what's super cool about this, about where you are right now is that when you have this, you actually have a little laboratory. Because most likely you already have a transformational process, but you don't even realize you have it. You take people, you think you've customized and individualized every single thing, but you've done it within a process. And I know because I've worked with hundreds of, of practitioners to see this, and that process can be packaged into a program. You also have an audience. So again, you have that laboratory where you can be testing things out because, you know, people want to jump online and build all this online programs. And what I say is you got to start local in, 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 in your community. And you got to prove it offline with that person standing one-on-one. -on -one. Like you're talking about something at Starbucks and, and someone hears you and goes, how do I get that? Right? That you can offer something one-to-one -one with, a, with a warm audience first and then, with a, then to a cold audience. You can offer within your community. You can show it offline. Before you go, I see people do this all the time and you know, not on my watch will we make this mistake. Go and build this whole big thing online without ever testing it, without ever seeing if a human being says, yes, I want that. That is exactly what the transformation I'm looking for, right? So I'll tell you, this is where I was way back when charging, you know, having people pay as they go. And, you know, what I learned so quickly is the first thing that I did was package into a transformational process. I stopped charging, you know, paying as you go, and I just put it into a initial consult that moved into a three-month program that then backed up into an annual maintenance program because I knew that the hardest work that I was going to do with them was that three months. And then if I let them go, God knows what was going to happen. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that they maintained or improved on their results. I feel like I, you know, that is our responsibility, right? So that was the first thing that I did was move into a three-month transformational program with the back end, you know, I hate the word maintenance, but, you know, maybe a canny program, constant never-ending improvement program. There, I just renamed it. And the difference was profound in the results that people got, you know, everything. And that's the program that I then moved online. That's the program that I turned into a group program. That's what I merged, took everything off of, but I proved it first by talking one-to-one -one with people. Okay, so that is the first, the first one. Now, you may be listening to this and you are there and you're like going, I want to be able to move and have some things online. I want some leverage. I want to add an income stream. You know, I, I, I know I'm supposed to be doing more. Maybe I'd say I know I'm supposed to be being more, having more. 
right? Not necessarily doing more. What our goal is for you to be more and have more with doing less. Okay, so then let's move to the next one. And this is where you now kind of get into the model, okay? Because we already assumed over here, practice or business or something, proving ground, you know, been working with audience, you can identify that ideal audience. And, you know, within that, we'll start to go, what is your niche? What is your audience? What is your process? So the first phase, and this is something we work on in the Trusted Authority Accelerator, is the creation phase. And this is where you're going to identify a new income stream. And basically, by using something that's right under your nose, I always say, you know, there's something right under your nose. You cannot see it because it's right on your face. You know, when people's pointing to you and you're eating, you're like, what? You know, it's one of those. My friend Mary Morrissey says you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So it is taking something based on what you're already doing and really repackaging it. But the bigger thing is it is stretching outside of your comfort zone because you already know how to do what you're doing. You're totally competent in it. And now we're going to say, hey, you're going to have to learn some new skills and you're going to have to get out of your core competency. And guess what? But to continue to do what you've always done is going to get you the same stuff. So in order for your business to grow, you got to grow. In order to grow, you got to push out of that comfort zone. Okie dokie. So there you go. That's the next thing. So this is really this creation phase is really where you're ideating and then formulating. And the mindset that you need to have here is an action taker, because this is where you like, you know, hem and haw and say, I need another degree before I do this, or I need to become a certified blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. You already have everything you need. You need to take action on it. Now, the success trap here is one, and this is why I brought up the story before. The success trap here is what I call field of dreams. I'll just build it. They will come. Doesn't happen. That just means you spent a lot of time and money for something that you had no idea if someone would buy. I love the book that, that Pat Flynn wrote called Will It Fly? You want to make sure it'll fly before you start putting a lot of energy, time, money into it. So we don't build it and then assume they'll come. We first make sure that they are interested and will pay for it, and then we can build it. Okie dokie. Now, one of the things that we have to do here is this is where we're going to focus first on, hey, can I sell it one-on-one talking to a human being right there? Can I teach this live, right? Before you ever start to go, oh, I'm going to start running ads and no, 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 no. This is that first part where you're really working within your world. That's why it's so great to have that laboratory to put this together. But during this too, you're going to need to learn how to, whatever this is, this that you're creating, you're going to make an irresistible offer for it. You're going to understand how to price that correctly. And that's why we needed to know, you know, your P&L, your balance sheet, what things really cost. I see people charging pricing things and I'm like, you realize the more you sell of that, the more you'll lose. So we need to make sure we're pricing correctly so that things are truly profitable. And maybe at this time, you'll need to set up merchant processing or something else. You probably already have that in what you're doing. But again, if not, you'll have it. Also, during this time, as you're working closely with people, you're going to be gathering testimonials, right? All right. So that is the second phase, that creation phase, where you're doing the ideation and the formulation. We do a lot of that in the Trusted Authority Accelerator. That is that is the key thing that we're doing there is helping you identify and, and build that income stream that you don't need to build a funnel for. You don't need tech and, and ads and all that stuff. You're just using what you already have, but putting it into a package that will be irresistible that you can then sell and create some leverage with. The next piece of this is the optimized phase. 
Now, we do a lot of this in our Trusted Authority Accelerator. This is where you've created that income stream and you've sold it to your warm audience. So you know it works. You know people want it. They like you, right? Now, it's time to put some gas on the fire so you can optimize it. So first thing that you could do here is you can start to add traffic from a new audience. Maybe it's from a referral partner. Maybe it's from ads, right? But you're not totally putting the foot gas, your foot on the gas. You are just a little bit, a little bit. Like if you were, you know, going out and driving, maybe you're now going 25 miles an hour. We're not on the freeway. We are just starting to really test because one thing, just because something works with a warm audience, it's very different as you start to get out into a cold audience. So now we are going to start testing this. And during this time, this optimized time, you have to be super coachable. You know, I've seen people in this optimized phase where somehow, even though they've never done any of these things before, they think that they know better. Listen to the coaches and mentors who can help you support this. And always learn from people who've actually done the thing that you're learning how to do, right? Be careful out in the world. Now, one of the traps that can happen here is analysis paralysis. Oh my gosh, so easy to do because all of a sudden you're looking, you're going, well, I need a course platform. I need a funnel. I need a, and, and you don't like, you're like, what do I need to do? How many weak mail, emails should I send? What's my nurture sequence? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's very easy to get into a total like analysis paralysis overwhelm and then you, you shut down. So there's a path for this. Follow the path and do what you need to do. And what really you need to do here is make sure that you have for your offer, you can sell it to both warm and cold audiences. Also during this time, you want to make sure that you're building a community in one area. I call them impact drivers. It might be Instagram or TikTok, YouTube or a podcast, blog, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever it is for you. Start to build one of these impact drivers, not 10 of these impact drivers. Just focus, focus, focus on one to start. We, we'll teach you how to put them in other places. Focus on one. And start to work on what you need to do to have consistent lead flow. And also during this time of optimizing, before we put our foot and really get on the freeway, sell at least five figures in this offer, in this program. Now, again, you're having this consistent lead flow. You are driving people to build your email list. Ideally, at this time, I really love to use speaking online, in person. I love in person. And this is where I really believe that now that you have the offer, you create the signature talk that sells the offer. This can be a webinar. This can be in person. That will then lead to the offer or lead to the discovery call, right? And if you've got a local practice, you're building some local influence here. Some of the tech you might need, we're really working on getting this way easier over at Mindshare, having our Mindshare marketing solution that will have all of this for you. So I'm not even going to list out all the different techs. I think we've got it solved. You're welcome. Yay. But most likely at this point, you'll start putting a course together. You'll definitely be sending out weekly emails to take care of your list, right? So you'll be building out a funnel. And this is that phase that you have to do before scaling. And this is the phase that's so tempting to jump over. You've had a little success and people bought your program. You're like, boom, let's go. It's like, no, 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 no. This is the key thing. You got to test to the cold audience. And then remember, now we're working on 
What can we record and repeat? What do we repeat that we're recording? You know, how do we start to build some leverage in? And again, the other focus here is how do I start building a community? Build your email list, build your community. Okay. Now you've done that. Now we're getting ready to go into the vertical lineup, the scaling or momentum phase. And I remember one of my mentors telling me this. She said, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to feel like you're kind of, you know, butsing around trying to figure things out, testing different offers. And then you're going to find one that really works. And when you find the one that works, put your foot on the gas and buckle up. And sure enough, like, you know, you might see the Virgin Diet and the Breakthrough Food Intolerance Online program, but that was not my first program. And it wasn't my second program. And it wasn't even my third program. So there were other ones and I was making money, but they did not get to what Virgin Diet did. So when Virgin Diet really happened, that's when I was ready to put my foot on the gas and really make this thing happen. That was the scaling and momentum phase. This is the phase that our members of our mastermind, they come in because they want to go through this phase and really make sure that they scale correctly because there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do this. Remember, you want to make sure you're doing the right things in your business at the right time. And here's what I will tell you is the biggest thing about being in the scaling phase of which there's three different parts to. Besides making sure during this phase that you have to stay clinically relevant, you got to stay on top, like like you need to be, as the visionary, you need to be on top of the latest research, trends, innovations, stuff going on in your niche, right? In your audience. But bigger than that, bigger than the clinical, which is really easy to default to, that's our comfort zone, right? You got to be consistently stepping out of your comfort zone. And, and I remember my mentor telling me this that building a business is the biggest personal development journey that you'll ever go on that will literally bring up all your shit. Sorry, that's what she told me. (laughs) So stuff just doesn't do it. And I also heard that smarter people, higher IQ people swear more. So I try to practice that one at home. Anyway, I digress. So who do you have to become if you want to grow a seven-figure business, an eight-figure business, a nine-figure valuation? Who do you have to be? How do you have to grow yourself? to do that? That's the question I just want to float out to you because it's not just a matter of strategy here. It's also a matter of your personal growth all along the way. And I'll tell you, I see it all the time with the people we coach is they get stuck and it's not a strategy problem. It's a mindset problem. Now in the scaling phase, the first phase of that is leverage. So now we are really going to focus on systematizing tech, tools, and team. We've got a proven offer. We know it's going to fly both with warm and cold audiences. So we're selling it consistently. And now we've got to really get the systems in place so that we can really get our foot on the gas. So tech automation tools and that team. Oh my gosh. And really, I want you to think here, whether you want to do this or not, you know, people say, I'd never sell. You know, you never know is what I'd say. But whether you want to sell your business or not, always set it up to sell because the things you do to set it up to sell just make it work better, right? So, oh my gosh, I wish I'd known this way back when if someone had just told me that little gem, always set your business up to sell as if someone's going to go through and look at all of your transactions, your balance sheet, every bit of your business. It's how you'll run a really great business and that you'll set up all of your stuff with your SOPs, processes, because those are your gold, right? And so 
what you need to really make sure as you're going through this thing that you keep in your mindset a beginner's mind. Always keep a beginner's mind. Always be learning. Now, the success trap, there's a couple that come up here. The first success trap is the shiny object syndrome. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, I just need this new tech tool or three or four. I just need to hire this this person or do this thing and then everything will be great, right? And, you know, it's like I was looking, I go, okay, I am. I know my path. Is this going to take me on, make me go faster on the path or is this like a total left turn off the path? And then the other thing that shows up here, and it's like, it's generally after someone's had like a little success, they haven't had some big total like, you know, crash and burn yet, which I say yet because it's coming. Like you can't get to the point that you're super successful without a couple crashes and burn and people suing you. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's part of, it's the biggest way you learn how to be successful. But what I see at this point is someone's had a little success and they go, oh, I should teach this. No, no, you should not teach it. You know, when you teach it, you teach it when you've been successful following a system. Then you tried to go out because you thought you were smarter than that and you totally blew it. Then you came back and you worked through the system and maybe you created a little bit better version of the system and then you built that and that started to work. And then you went and did something silly again, sideways and crashed and burned. And then you did it again and then you're ready to coach. (laughs) You know, I never hire a coach unless they've had some epic fails along the road to success and that they've shown that success repeatedly. And that they've shown that they've been able to to follow a system, then also innovate on or create their own system. Okay. So some of the things that you really are going to want to know as you're going through this part, and this is so important because what you measure and monitor, you can improve. And you got to know your email list metrics here. You got to know how it's growing, what's going on with, you know, how many people are joining, how many people are leaving, what are the open rates, what are the click-through rates? You got to really get clear on your team. And, you know, who do you need? independent contractor or employee, you know, who should you be hiring, when you should be hiring and what you, and and here's the other piece that's really important here is like, when I look at what needs to get done, those descriptions of each thing that you need to do all along the way, and then what are those KPIs? So if you're bringing someone in, what does success look like? What are the things that they need to be doing? Because if you don't clearly share that, how will they know, right? Who's going to be managing all of them? What project management system are you going to be using? How are you recording the processes? I have had this happen to me in both of my businesses where people told me the processes were being done and I did not verify. I believed. And then I went back over and found, oh my goodness. And then all the tech and stuff you're putting together, are you actually using that tech? Is that the best tech to be doing? Is this the simplest way to do it? Do you need to spend all that money? So, team and tech. And also, this is where you're going to create that working funnel with a really good nurture sequence that you've really tested. Now, the things that you need here, and again, I think that with Mindshare Marketing Systems, we probably are going to have you covered with this because you're going to want customer service. You're going to need affiliate software. You're going to need your shopping cart. And with a shopping cart, let's say that you are doing products in a shopping cart, you're going to need to know your average, either which way. You got to know your average order value. You got to know your lifetime value. Got to know your conversion rates. And then we've talked financials. I'm going to also put into financials. This is a time when you can start getting things like R&D tax credits 
for the money you're spending building your thing. And this is where you need to make sure you have a really good attorney that you're working with and you've got corporations set up correctly. You've got contracts set up correctly. I know I say this stuff and it just, you probably get a little uh, in your stomach. You're like, this doesn't sound fun. This is not the fun part. Not everything is super fun, but this is the part that you must do correctly or it will come back and bite you. Ask me how I know that. (laughs) Now, once you've got that all set up, and this really helps you run people like, I want a passive income. I'm like, invest in real estate. Um, but this is as close to a passive income as you can get because this helps you have a self-managed company in the name of Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach. This helps you really have a company that runs like clockwork, that runs really well. You'll still be in there, likely working some of it, right? But this will make it work way better. And this may be enough for you. It's interesting. I was in strategic coach for three years with Dan Sullivan, who's coached more entrepreneurs than anyone in the world. Totally brilliant dude. And I remember sitting next to him at a meeting and he said to me, I choose to only spend my time with mission-driven entrepreneurs. And he goes, you know, there's mission-driven entrepreneurs. Those are people who are in this because they have a mission that they won't have in the world. Like for me with Mindshare, I want to help a billion people get healthier because of the access they have to amazing experts who are giving them great information. How am I doing that? Through Mindshare and helping healthcare professionals learn how to build their income and impact and increase their vision. We're at about 400 million right now. Anyway, so that's my mission. Now, it far exceeds anything income. Like that's my biggest, biggest goal is mission. A lifestyle entrepreneur has a certain amount of money they want to make in order to maintain their lifestyle. When they're there, they're great. That's it. And hey, cool. I've got friends who are lifestyle entrepreneurs. And I remember early on when I was in one of my first groups and I kind of hit my goals and sitting around with these gals who actually had two. And I said, all right, well, like I'm setting up for this next big play. Now I know what I really want to do. (laughs) Right. And they're like, oh, no, we're good. Like we just wanted to get to these goals and now we're here and we're fine. That's, that's, this is it. And I was like, what? You know, and I didn't even understand what I was hearing, but it was because they're lifestyle entrepreneurs. That's totally cool. If you're a lifestyle entrepreneur, guess what? From here, you can go over to stability. Like you can just go and you can stop that big growth curve and just pop over there. And if you ever decide, Hey, I want to add another one, you can go back and start again. Mission driven. I'm assuming a lot of people listening are mission driven. I find a lot of people in health are very mission driven. And so your next phase in the scaling phase is expansion. And this is where you add another income stream. And this is so much easier now to add an income stream because now you understand the duplicatable success practice process rather, right? And you can also be expanding your reach to new audiences. So maybe you're starting to really go into advertising. Maybe you're working through affiliate partners. Maybe you're getting into bigger platforms or you've added another platform, but maybe now you're starting to do media or big speaking or podcasts, right? You are now becoming a well-known trusted authority in your niche. And this is when you got to stay humble, right? <laughs> this is when like, you know, and it's, it's so interesting because this is when imposter syndrome shows up, which kind of like battles with ego. And you'll start to get asked to be, to speak in these places and to be on these podcasts and in little, little back of your mind, you'll go, oh my gosh, who am I to, to, speak on that stage with 
so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Who am I to be on that podcast? Who you are, you are a badass trusted authority and you need to be there and get your goodness out into the world. And you remember that, okay? So imposter syndrome, the way I reframe that one is that's just a sign you're you're playing big enough. Like if you are not getting a little bit of who am I, you're not pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So get busy, push out there. Now, things that you should be doing here is like adding some advertising, adding partners. And again, adding another impact driver, like, you know, maybe push into another social platform, add another income stream. Because now you can have multiple funnels. Now you can have multiple profitable income streams. Remember, I love, like, if you look at the success of millionaires, I like to say multimillionaires, they have at least three income streams. So maybe you have a program, maybe you have a membership, maybe you have products, maybe you're starting to do some affiliate products. Maybe you're a spokesperson or you're doing an advisory boards, right? Or you've got advertising revenue like Tony Yoon does for all of his stuff he does on YouTube. Or maybe you've got some reoccurring income. And by the way, if you're setting your business up to sell nothing, like helping your EBITDA out, things that really help your EBITDA out, training and reoccurring income. Super important. This is also where you're really looking at tax strategies for financials. We bring a lot of people into our Mindshare Mastermind to help there. Oh my gosh, I wish I'd known this sooner. The difference is dramatic. And this is where now you've moved from maybe being a regional influencer to a national influencer because you're doing those big podcasts. You're, you've maybe done a TEDx talk. You're on big stages. You're on TV, right? And this is a place where you really, what's going to make you get out there and get known is being really true to who you are, right? Staying in your lane of, think about what you're talking about, talk there. When people come to you, they come to you for a specific thing. Like, could you imagine if Dave Asprey, when they come to him for biohacking, said, you know what? I really want to start talking about tap dancing. <laughs> I just pulled that on my my head. I don't know where that came from. But, you know, people go, I don't, you know, or or like, I'm going to start talking about dog breeding, you know, that just, no, they come to him for biohacking. So, you know, be true to what you are. And also realize that as you start to get out there, you take a stand, you're bold, you might be controversial, it's going to get you and, and take a stand for what you believe in, you're going to attract those people who do not like you. And I do not know how to be successful out in the world without having haters. It's just it's just not possible. I mean, I remember seeing a whole thing on Rachel Ray that people hating Rachel Ray. She cooks pasta. Like, what the heck? What would you hate Rachel Ray about? Like, come on. You know, so it's going to happen. Celebrate them because there's just people out there that that's what they do and bless their souls, as they would say in the South. This is where you're going to also continue to team build and continue to focus on your zone of genius. And again, Make sure you're staying up on your zone of genius, right? You're still optimizing during this thing. Always, always be optimizing. Always, always, always. You always want to be checking your open rates, checking your click-through rates, checking your conversion rates, understand your average order value and lifetime value, right? And really look at your customer journey. That's something you need to revisit all the time and see. You know, I like to ask my audience, like, what, what, is, what are you struggling with? Because that can tell you what you need to add in next, right? Okay, next. So that's expansion. And the next part of scaling is diversification. And what's fun here is this is where you can start to go into, you know, 
again, big stages, podcasts, docu-series, or maybe you're going to go global. Maybe you'll move into B2B. I have a consumer business and a practitioner business. So, you know, maybe this is where you start to do acquisitions, which is incredible. When you look at the average business that, you know, doesn't make it five years, there are businesses out there that have been around five plus years that, you know, so they, they've proven it, but they're stuck. And the owner's just like, eh, I'm just kind of done. And like, that's a lot safer to do is to acquire one of those, right? Than to start building another one. So that's another thing to think about. Now, what's your mindset here is really the innovator. And where you have to be careful here kind of blows, kind of falls into the one from before is this, this is a place where I feel that there's a lot of work to be done on ego and that your ego actually Ego will get you to success and then hold you back from really being that trusted authority at the top of the pyramid who is holding their hand, reaching back and pulling people up to bring them up to be heroes. You know, ego will stop you when you start to realize, wait, people have taken my information and now they're teaching it. And instead of you realizing, wow, I'm really changing the world, I've created, you know, a movement you start to go, that's mine, right? <laughs> that's ego. That's ego. You know, soul says, hey, I'm going to take this information. I'm going to gift it to the world because I'm here as a servant leader, right? And speaking of servant leader, you got to make sure you stay as a relevant trusted authority. So make sure that education keeps going. Holy smokes. It's, it's a lot to keep up with, but We've got so many great podcasts now and great continuing ed that just, you know, make sure it, it keeps it fun. You've got to stay passionate about your zone of genius, about what you love. And so that's where the learning comes in. Other things here, you might be selling up to sell or exit here, right? And you might be looking at how else you can optimize income stream. And you also, and this is one I love, is look at how can you be I don't believe in giving back because entrepreneurs give back every single day. We create is that create opportunities for so many people. We solve challenging problems out in the world. However, I do think if there's an opportunity to also give pay forward, right, to others as we do this, we do this a lot in Mindshare every year at the summit. We make sure that we do a fundraiser for our Pinnacle Award winner last year for Joe Dispenza. We did it for his Inner Science Research Fund. For Will Lee, Dr. Will Lee, we did it for his Angiogenesis Foundation. So we love to do a foundation raise as part of what we do, and we we do a matching gift for that. So what is the thing that you can add in? You know, what's your Tom's shoes? Buy a pair, gift a pair type of thing. All right. Now, after that, guess what? Now you're into stability. And in stability, you're mentoring others in your industry. You're investing into other areas. Maybe you're investing in other people's businesses. You're active in philanthropy. And you can always go, oh my gosh, I'm bored here. I'm going to start back and do it all again. <laughs> so you can repeat what you've learned in a new niche, in a new industry, or you can just go, yeah, no, you know, I'm, I'm good here. I'm just going to go paddleboard. I think of my buddy, Mark Sisson, who he's my oldest, oldest friend in this industry. We've literally known each other from the early, from when we were in our early twenties. And he did 
Mark's Daily Apple. Then he did Primal Kitchen. Sold. I mean, he did a lot of things in between, but like I'll say Mark's Daily Apple. Then he did Primal Kitchen. He sold Primal Kitchen. Now he has started a, you know, those footy shoes. He started a footy shoe company. So he is back down now, back in the first part of this where he's creation, right? The whole creation, formulation, ideation stage. So, you know, because he is a serial entrepreneur and he cannot help himself. So this is fun because it's your option. You can do whatever you want here. Now, you may be investing into these things. Again, mentoring, philanthropy, that mindset here is the mindset that you've had all along, but it's really amplified here is the mindset of being a go-giver. Here's the success trap that can really happen here. And it's interesting because I've heard the success trap now, both in my unicorn female founders group, I've heard it in the Transformation Leadership Council, where you've got highly successful people who are kind of in this more stability place, and all of a sudden they don't have a purpose, and they worry about being relevant. And so they've got all self-worth stuff starts to show up. So again, what can you do? The mentoring is such a great one. Investing in others is such a great... There's so many things here that you can do to keep yourself out of that success trap, right? There's just so many, so many things. Okay, so I'm just going to go over a couple of the growth mindsets. I've talked about these throughout, but I'm just going to give you a couple ideas again is because you know, in different stages, they're even more important, but they're important all the way through. And it's mission critical to be coachable. It's one of the things we look at as someone's joining any of our programs, because we know if someone's not coachable, there's nothing that we can really do. And along with coachable, it's like, you know, approach everything with that beginner's mind. We'll talk about that next. And that willingness to ask for help. And the beginner's mind is really someone who's a lifelong learner. And again, part of what will keep you in the longevity of your career, career, I am 40 plus years in now, is falling in love over and over again with what you do. I am more excited about what I'm doing in health, wellness, muscle gain, performance, longevity, than weight loss resistance than I've ever been. Like super excited. But it's up to you to, to keep that passion going, right? Being courageous, being an action taker, which falls right along with align with courageous, right? And having humility. Yes, that's all I need to say there. Being a go-giver, being an innovator, a creative thinker, having a mission, being mission and purpose-driven, and being collaborative. That's really falls in line with go-giver, right? So those are some of the mindsets that we really find helpful in building this, this health business of your dreams. And again, it starts with once you've got that business or practice, it then starts with that creation phase that moves into that optimized phase that then you put your foot on the gas and go through the scaling phase and hits the stability phase. So the big question for you is where are you and where do you want to go? Where are you? Where do you want to go? And if you would like some support getting there, we at Mindshare would love to help you too. Hope this episode was helpful to you. And again, we've got the visuals for you to see too because a picture is worth a thousand words right all right see you see you next time here at the mindshare collaborative we are committed to helping you increase your vision income and impact one of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom and to help you get started 
I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, go to ms365.io forward slash MSI. That's ms365.io forward slash MSI.